Welcome to the Temple Forum, a podcast from First United Methodist Church in the heart of Chicago. Here we welcome a diversity of voices and conversation about how we live in the world as people of faith. Hello, this is Jan Engmeyer. This installment of the Temple Forum features a conversation with Michelle Patterson, the Development Director at Deborah's Place, where she oversees all aspects of fundraising and communications at the nonprofit organization. For more than 35 years, Deborah's Place has opened doors of opportunity for women who are homeless in Chicago by offering supportive housing and services. Michelle, welcome to the Temple Forum. Thank you so much for having me. Please tell us about Deborah's Place and the services that the organization offers. So Deborah's Place, as you mentioned, has been around for 35 years, and we were founded in 1985 by a group of relatively well-connected women in the Chicagoland area who saw a real need for housing and services to support unaccompanied women who are homeless. They, they talked to these women that they saw on the street and they discovered that there were a lot of shelters for men or co-ed shelters or services to support homeless families, but there weren't a lot for women who were on their own. And that's how Deborah's Place got started. At first, it was an emergency overnight shelter in a church basement uh, in the Old Town Lincoln Park area. And then eventually they opened a day program and over time realized that these were very temporary solutions to homelessness and that what women really needed was permanent housing. So now Deborah's Place is the largest provider of permanent supportive housing for unaccompanied women in Chicago. And we do this at two uh, program locations that we operate, one in Old Town and one in East Garfield Park. And then we also have close to 200 units of community-based housing, which are apartments scattered throughout the city, but we provide the case management and support for all of the women who live in those apartments. And that is the bulk of the work we do, but it's not just housing, it's case management. We have learning centers, we have a sense of community where women don't just get a place that's a roof over their head, but they find a place where they can actually be at home. So how do you say this is different from other homeless service organizations? Well, I think the biggest distinction is the difference between a shelter and permanent housing. And of course, there is sadly a need for shelters. And there's a need for people who are out on the street to be able to come in somewhere, to have some place to sleep, to get something to eat. But at Deborah's Place, we're looking at a longer term solution and really affordable housing is the reason we have a homeless crisis. It's the lack of affordable housing. And so Deborah's Place is a really big advocate for affordable housing. And what we do is we we do these wraparound services with the housing. And I think that that makes us unique, that we look at the whole woman We have no barriers to a woman entering our housing. We let her determine her own goals. And then she takes that journey on her own with our support. And I think that's a lot of what makes us unique. 
Can you talk a little bit more about uh, the goals to help these women be protected and also to help integrate them back into society? Sure. I think that uh, we have a housing first approach, which means that, like I said, there's no barriers to somebody coming in. We don't require somebody to have every all their ducks in a row before they get housing with us. And then once they come in, we try to meet them where they are and we practice harm reduction, which is a practice of helping somebody see the areas that maybe they could improve upon. Maybe that changing, making these changes in their lives would help them attain goals that they've identified for themselves. And we use a variety of techniques to help them figure that out for themselves. We don't say to every woman, you have to do this, this, and this, because every person is an individual and their challenges are unique to them. And we want to make sure that we're helping them take ownership because a lot of people who become homeless have had so many of their options taken away from them. They've been boxed in in their life. And part of coming to Deborah's place is them finding their ability to make choices and their ability to determine their own goals. And in providing them with that support, many of them are able to rebuild relationships with family members, find employment, finish education, improve their health, and and really the most important, to maintain a roof over their head. That's great. It seems like women without children or without their children are often a, a hidden minority. Why is that the case? Um, I think that they're, they're overlooked a lot because women are overlooked a lot. I mean, let's be realistic about this. Women are more like, well, they make less money. They're more likely to be the caretakers of children, parents, other people. If there's a crisis, they often have to be the one to leave the workforce. So they have less of a reserve. And there's just this kind of an afterthought. Women save less for retirement because they've been out of the workforce or they've made less money. So there's just so many challenges in addition to the more complex and serious challenges of abuse and, you know, not having the support in their life to either escape abuse or to recover from that. So I think that the plight of women who are unaccompanied is kind of the plight of women. And it just so happens that the circumstances that like the women that we serve face is that their situation has driven them to homelessness. But really, a lot of women struggle with the same kinds of issues that the women we serve struggle with. It's kind of like they don't have a safety net, right? Yes, there's no safety net. And really, that is the difference between most of us and somebody who has has been homeless, is that a lot of women, it's a health crisis. And they lose their job and they can't afford their medical bills or it's, you know, the loss of a partner who maybe had the house and the support or a lot of residents that we've had have taken care of their parent or their aunt or or somebody. And when that person passed on, 
the house went with them and that was their entire, you know, existence. So I think that, uh, that's, that's a big challenge of not having a support network. I think you're right. It's a broader issue than just the unaccompanied women that, um, are in your organization. It's a, it's a broader societal problem. So what can we do to help these women get their lives back on track and even regain relationships with their children and families? I think that a, a big way that people in general can help is first of all, to really connect with the similarities between us rather than looking at people who've experienced homelessness as being different from us somehow, but that we're all people who've had to face a variety of challenges. And some of us have been fortunate enough to have a safety net that has kept us from falling into homelessness and poverty. And so to, to start by seeing each person as an individual who is worthy of housing and who is deserving of pursuing her own goals and, and improving the quality of her own life. And then taking that maybe to a more practical step, I think that there are ways to be involved around, you know, collecting items. The women that we serve come into our programs with nothing. So we provide them with everything they need, the cookware, the cleaning supplies, the personal care items, food, you know, bedding, everything to make a house a home. We provide that and we do that largely with the support of people in the community, either providing funds or donating those items that we need. That's that's a key way. And then I think people are looking for volunteer opportunities right now for us. Those are a little bit more limited because of the pandemic, but we have used volunteers quite a bit in the past to help with meal service at our one program that offers meals to residents or to, you know, provide enrichment activities to help with projects around the buildings. So there are some ways that people can volunteer. And then of course we have a board of directors and we are always looking for compassionate and passionate people who would like to share their talents with us. We have a young professional board for people who maybe don't have the level to serve on a board of directors yet or the capacity, but they really want to give back and network with other people in their uh, peer group. And I think those are some of the biggest ways that people can help. So what else would you like to add? And one thing you should add is how people can get more information and find out about those volunteer opportunities or uh, ability to donate. Our website is www.debrasplace.org. And on there, you will find a wealth of information about our programs and the buildings that we operate, about the service models that I've talked about that we use to help the women find their path. Also, you'll find the information about volunteering, about making in-kind donations. There's a link to our Amazon wish list. And you can read about some of the women's stories and some of the successes of Deborah's Place and our accomplishments. And hopefully in learning more about us, you will see the great value that we provide to the Chicagoland community and to the over 500 women that we are now serving annually. 
Well, that's wonderful. You can help so many people. That's great. Well, thank you, Michelle Patterson, for telling us about how Deborah's Place is helping women achieve their goals and move on from the experience of homelessness. I'm Jan Engmeyer. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Temple Forum. You've been listening to the Temple Forum from First United Methodist Church in Chicago. You can find more conversations like this online at chicagotemple.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Please join us again soon.